0: I'm your host, Dr. Eve, and I'd like to welcome you to the First Gen Lounge. Beautiful, beautiful people across the world. What's up? Welcome back. And if you are new, you already know it. Welcome to YouTube, boo. Glad to have you here. And listen, I am so, so, so excited today because I have on the show with us an amazing individual, but a Shaw Bear, like a Shaw alum. You're like, I love having a family here, like for real, the for real family here. And I say that only because HBCU out here, you know, Shaw you oldest in the South, get right. But definitely Darius Washington is who's with us. He's an associate professional counselor who's just taking the world by storm. Somebody who it's been such a joy to watch just grow and evolve and become who he is today. He's always been amazing. Don't get me wrong about that. But just like, he should, like brush out up. So Darius, what's up? Welcome.
1: Hey, hey, how's everybody doing? Dr. E, thank you so much for um, giving me the time to speak. Good to hear from you. Good to see all that you're doing. I hope you're doing so well.
0: Thank you so much. And it is just, I said, it's a true joy. It's interesting how you go to school with people, like in this case, and, you know, people go their separate ways to do their own things and how we come back together. So it's been truly awesome just to reconnect with you, to just cross paths and to learn about what you're doing, because until recently or recently, like, you know, a few months ago, I didn't even know. And I was like, dang, Darius out here getting it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So on that, like, you know, Darius, please tell us like who you are and all the wonderful things that you're doing. You know, let the people know.
1: Yeah, definitely. Thank you so well. Uh, um, as Dr. Eve said, I'm Darius Washington, pre-licensed counselor out in the state of Georgia under supervision. I'm all about mental health. Currently, I'm um, gaining hours to get full licensure in the state of Georgia at Dr. White's Therapy Group, which is located in Norcross, Georgia, which is northeast Atlanta. So um, I've been doing that. I'm building up my caseload. You know, that's what I'm doing currently. Before then, I left Raleigh after getting my uh, bachelor's of uh, sociology and criminal justice from B. shaw university after that took two years to you know get things together and went to pursue my master of science in clinical counseling psychology went to georgia which is a part of the south that i've never been to which was a great experience you know met a lot of people networked a lot experienced atlanta of course had to do that but you know i really just grew in in a way professionally that i i never have so i've been working on myself, working on my niche, working on the population that I want to serve, which is usually people of color and other marginalized and underserved populations. And, and that has brought me so much joy. And, you know, I thank God for the opportunities that I've been given. But it's really shown how much that I can do and how much of community that I can't change by just kind of doing what I can do on my own for other people, you know, for their benefit.
0: Absolutely. I love that. I'm curious to know what even led you to want to be in the mental health space, because it's not something that everybody wants to, because I know just from experience with friends and learning about the field itself, that it's one that can be very challenging, but I also know very rewarding too.
1: Of course, it definitely has its challenges as well as its limitations. But for me, I just love it all together. I just love counseling. So it's really kind of, I guess, pulled me to mental health was just really my personality. I feel like that I'm open. I feel like I'm pretty honest and warm with people and I always got that vibe. You know, I grew up, you know, in the church and people always say that I kind of enter the room and there's a glow or there's something mm-hmm. that they see, you know, and, and if you have heard that yourself, you know, kind of how that feels and how that makes you feel, it kind of makes you feel like, you know, you're destined for something greater or, you know, that you're different and a and, and way, it, and, well, initially it was kind of hard and you know you're trying to figure that out at the age that I was trying to figure that out and I was just like questioning what is is, is?" good and when I actually got to know kind of how different I was from other people when it comes to me personally, or wanting to kind of build relationships, or just wanting the best for people, I realized that I was just a helper. I, I began my first steps in the, the mental health field with doing uh, kind of community work on one-on-one individuals with mm. developmental disabilities, and I did that for about two to three years. And and I saw that there was a great deal of our people who were underserved. And mixing that with you know who I am and you know what God does be. I knew that mental health and counseling, in particular, would be for me because it's something that Black men, especially, don't have a good representation of within the counseling field. So I got to meet with people. I asked questions. You know, looked at you know what mental health is because at that time I didn't even have a therapist of my own or never hmm. experienced counseling. So. I went to see what it was and it seemed like something that i could do and i could do well because of my personality and because of my just genuine want to see others do better regardless of their background regardless of their beliefs ideals you know any anything of that nature so after that i i knew that you know this would be the path for me and it turned out to be a great decision to make
0: that's really exciting to hear and you touched on Just really briefly, just the idea that there not being many Black men within this field. Is there anything that we as a society can do about that to help people, especially Black men, to reframe the work and showing up in it, in the
1: space? Well, definitely. Well, first, I'd say the reason why there aren't a lot of Black men is because you have to deal with a lot of trauma you have to deal with a lot of emotion and before dealing with other people you have to deal with you know yourself you know what has Hmm. happened in your life you of course have to look at the the man or woman but you know in this this case the man in the mirror and and know you know what things are going to maybe hinder you in your profession and that's just in life period you know so I think the reason is because you have to deal with a lot A lot of men, just because of, you know, how we are grown, we are told to kind of run from our emotions, not to express ourselves. And in counseling, you do just that. Hmm. So the reason is, I think, you know, because, you know, you have to deal with a lot emotionally and you have to be confident in your own emotions and and have had to resolve a lot of the emotional turmoil and, and trauma. And I feel that, you know, it's just difficult, you know, as a black man in in order to gain that representation or something that we could do is to really, you know, ultimately as a culture, you know, be more collective. And that's something that I um, just kind of speak about you know, when I speak or just, you know, to have conversations about it, we need to be more of a collective culture that is connected, but connection in a more emotional and in social way to where we just want to see one another win. And that's, you know, unconditionally, because, you know, there, it's bigger than all of us. Each individual, yes, can do their part, but, you know, it's not going to change. Things aren't going to get better until we use our resources as a collective and build that mutual understanding that we need in order to have that, that game, you know, to, to get veterans to benefit one another mm-hmm. so I, I think just as a, as a culture it's just something that we're just not used to seeing a black man be a counselor or, or have had to deal with his own emotions and then in the process of helping others deal with their emotions not in just a majority white woman dominated field you know it's, mm-hmm. it's really just something that you just don't see a lot of you know they call me a unicorn in the field and that's just what it is is. I'm rare Definitely wanted and sought after, but it's just uh, such a challenge and struggle to to learn so much and to deal with so much, and then to just balance the everyday traumas that I go through as a black man.
0: Mm, mm, that's real. I appreciate you for sharing that. And again, I'm really grateful for the work that you're doing. I really, really admire it. I'm very excited by it. I believe in therapy. I believe in mental health and, and self-care and just everything related. And then I think that we as a people, especially as a Black people, do have a lot of healing to do, but even as like Black women, and I just talked about this on a show not too long ago, but the idea that me being strong and powerful doesn't mean that I can't lay the burdens down sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I do recognize that therapy all across the board. I have a bomb therapist. She's a black woman and one of two black woman therapists that I've had in my life. But she is just something about the culture component, too, of healing. Mm-hmm. And there's the understanding of I can be like, girl, and she gets it versus like, what? you know, like, Or I can say something like, you know, that she just I can refer to something and she just she's there with me. And I would just say, you know, just to anybody who's listening to this, it is so important that we take care of ourselves, not just going to the gym and go run or eating well, but mentally having the space to just lay the burdens down, but then to also have the tools and resources to be able to utilize, because People say all the time, I can just talk to my friend. You can, but your friend doesn't have the expertise to get you out of those circles and those cycles. So for you, for what you're doing, for how, you know, you want to help the Black community and especially working to help Black men and helping them see their strength and their vulnerability. Again, I'm all here for it. So thank you for, for all of that. And you know, mentioned earlier, too, that after undergrad, you decided to, you know, just take another leap, jump a little further and go to Georgia what even led you to want to just go to a different space because you're not even from the South what did it for you if you don't mind me asking
1: Uh, of course well um, I've always been an adventurer always kind of wanted something new something different me and my family was from the South originally my family is from South Carolina but me and myself my, my brothers we were born and raised in Philadelphia Pennsylvania yeah lived there until we were 12, you know, we were in North Philly too, so we've seen a lot, you know, definitely experienced, you know, trauma and we've had, you know, some tough you know, times and we were kind of grown up in that survival factor. Really just trying to, you know, make things meet, you know, I have two other brothers and we have just a mother. We weren't raised with our father, you know, we were grown up by a mm-hmm. single mother. And we also have another brother and two other sisters on, you know, his side with, you know, another family. So it was definitely a difficult dynamic and not having that, you know, was something that I knew that I didn't want for myself or my future. Mm-hmm. We, we then moved to Virginia where I went to high school and, you know, I that's uh, where, you know, my uh, family's in now, Virginia Beach. And, you know, that kind of gave me a, just a new perspective, I feel like, when it came to education. Education was so different coming to the South compared to, you know, up in the North, the urban, my like inner city. Mm-hmm. Then, then that's when I, my perspective started to grow. I saw that depending on your environment, you know your environment really changes you it develops you it it molds you to understand things different as well as kind of mm-hmm. interpret and relate in a different way so i saw that and i knew that i wanted more and more so Upon graduating high school, you know, I was in the band and everything in high school, saw opportunity to go to Shaw University, which is another state, you know, it's going to be my third state at this time. Mm-hmm. And throughout these transitions, I've always been afraid, you know, my always you know, was operated by, you know, my faith. So uh, I made that decision, and it was one of the best decisions I ever made of having like long term friendships and connections that I'm going to have and actually build, grow from. And from there, I graduated, and I was just like, I'm still not full. I still want to do more. I still want to grow. And then I, you know, decided to move to Georgia because I, I wanted to see Atlanta. I'm not gonna lie about that. When I wanted to see mm-hmm. how that life <laughs> would be, because I heard so much about it, and I was just thinking, I could, grow. I knew this would be the hub, really, for mental health for you know black people all together. It's really black mm-hmm. mecca. You know, I say it's the black mecca. Mm-hmm. So seeing that opportunity, you know, I was just like, yeah, I'm going to take this chance and just go somewhere different. I was kind of tired at Raleigh at that point. I felt like I kind of gotten all that I could have. And of course, there's always more, but I'm always, like I said, I'm, an I'm a venture. I'm like a nomad kind of, so I always just am looking for that new experience. And when I got there, it was just a good change of scenery for me. I, I, I love the city, period. So getting to see that and getting to see, okay, okay I see Mama D. Who, who, my, what? Okay, I see, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I saw, I saw Allen Iverson, you know, it's crazy because I seen him growing up in Philly playing. And then when oh. I actually was in Perimeter Ball in Atlanta and seeing him, I'm like, Allen Iverson, what? You know, so stuff like that oh. excites me, you know, it was just the experience of that and I'm always up for new experiences. So yeah, that was the reason, you know, new experiences and to take that lead leap of
0: faith, you know. Mm. So let's stay there for a second in this space of the leap of faith, the the new experiences, because as a first gen, it's really major that you're just like, I'm just gonna do it. Like I may not know how it's gonna work out. I'm scared, but I'm going to do it and show up and clearly you've dominated in each space. So I'm just proud of you for that as well. But what are some of the lessons that you've learned, you know, since taking that leap to go to Georgia and even thinking about to where you are now that you think are valuable or definitely have shaped you thus far
1: so one thing that people have always said to me is that take the beaten path or you can kind of beat your own path Mm. i'd say always take your own path now you can learn things from that beaten path but at the same time you have to be fulfilled you know so I, i learned to kind of trust your instincts trust what you want don't settle there's a dream that you have and you want to get something from that and you know this is going to make you happy take that chance you know being black wanting to pursue education wanting to just do these things it's going to be risky because you know things aren't set up for us to make so Mm. in that and knowing that you know it's like what do you have to lose you know that's at least my kind of perspective on things like what do you have to lose you know which is a lot but there's so much to gain You know, so Mm -hmm. one of the things that I learned was to, you know, take risks, but definitely evaluate those risks and and to know what you have to lose as well as win. Another thing was just that, you know, experience is like the best teacher. Like I I feel that, you know, when you experience things, you connect, network, there are so many opportunities and lessons that can just grow from that, Mm -hmm. which you will internalize and engulf in a way. That's going to change you, you know, and change is good. You know, some change is good, you know, some change is bad. But, you know, to me, I feel like change is good. When I actually got the experience and opportunity to change, to meet people, it was just, it just did wonders for me as a person to develop professionally and interpersonally. You know, so those things are things that I tell, you know, anyone or, you know, lessons that I have. Everything is going to be perfect. You're going to have some days where, you know, things are going to be bad and things are going to be hard. You know, life Life is hard. But it's about, you know, what, what parts of the, the difficulty are you going to take? What are you going to make, you know, work for you and how you're going to come out at the end of it?
0: Mm. I'm, I'm with that. On the flip side, what have you been doing, you know, over the years to just really invest in yourself, both personally and professionally?
1: Huh. Um, well, one thing that I um, always do is to kind of, I, I try to check in with myself and reflect. I think about, where I want to be coming well in the next like few years where I want to end up I think about the next generation you know we're talking about you know first generation but you know if we're we're that first generation then we should be the last first generation you know mm-hmm. so I think about you know how my kids my grandkids my great-grandkids are gonna be set up and that I feel like kind of motivates me in a way to where I can do better. I can put myself just on on the pedestal or or at a place to where I can support them. I can support my family. I can do certain things to where they won't have to have it as hard as I have had it. I connect with with friends. I'm always, you know, at, at home, with family. I'm always kind of seeing kind of how they're doing. I always check in with people. And just to show love, I, I love to support my people, and especially if they're doing something positive, because it, it mm-hmm. affirms who you are and what you're doing. And with doing that, I just seen so much reciprocity and, and, and the connections and it solidified who I am and what a God has made me. To be, mm-hmm. you know, so um, and and I've always been humble, you know, and so I've kept those foundations, you know. I've, I've moved a lot, experienced a lot, but I kept the foundation that I was grown up on by my mother, which was humility honor respect and and work you know those those things mm-hmm. and, and you know I, I went to college i never left church you know i always was studying. i always kind of checked in on home and those things you know that i do to, to this day to, to make sure that i'm still me you know throughout all of mm-hmm. my experience i never lost who i was you know growing up so that's something that i, I always do kind of check in
0: Mm, to make sure that I'm still me. I love that. Because how often are we told, especially folks like us who go off to school and keep going to school and are you finished yet? <laughs> and Then it's just, huh, right. you know, um, you think you better or you changed mm-hmm. or to have a different lifestyle, but just have to check in and make sure that I'm still me. And we recognize we are not the same. We are different because of how life has helped us to evolve and to see things differently. But that doesn't mean that we aren't still the same, you know, like that we aren't still the loving family member, you know, sister, brother, cousin, friend. And to let people know that we're still here and still present, I really appreciate you for highlighting that and putting it out there. I would be curious to know, though, what is your definition of success? And what do you think has really helped you though to just be successful thus far?
1: My definition of success is is happiness. And I, and I tell people this all the time. as long as you're happy, you're successful, you know and that's just wherever you are. I'll just kind of pose this for example. I have a friend back at home in North Virginia who is a manager at Cookout. And I have a friend who just you know, you know graduated with uh, their PhD you know and, and wanting to move on to, you know, to to go into medical school. When I was told both of those things, I treated both of those things at the highest level of honor and regard because those are accomplishments that those people felt the need or felt that I was privileged enough to know. And those are mm-hmm. things that make them feel good, you know? Those things make them happy, regardless of their background or who they are. That is a happiness for them, you know? So with me, I know that I want to be happy and what makes me happy is helping people. Now, of course, I have to, you know, get paid for helping people because I have a family to take care of and I have to, you know, self-preservation is first. but. That success, it, it comes from doing what I, I love to do. And regardless of like kind of what's trending or what other people do, you have to really do things, you know, because you want to do them. I, I tell people when it comes to like career counseling and kind of having people kind of find their ultimate purpose. Um, I, I pose the question of what is something that you can do for the rest of your life for free? Yeah. And when, and when I tell people that or ask people that, they're kind of stunned because a lot of people say, I, I don't know what I can do. You know, but when I ask that and they do come to, you know, to know what they can do, whatever that is, that is something that I feel like person that you can find that happiness. In. You know, so to me, it's just doing what I want to do, of course, having flexibility and being my own boss, but at the same time being happy and my happiness is helping other people. So what's, what has helped me is like staying grounded. I know the ultimate goal for me is to 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 help my community to build, to create that generational wealth, and to be happy. Being able to take trips to to do what I want for my family, to get my mom a house. And those things are all things that have been in my mind. I manifest things, I have a manifestation jar. I put stuff in and I write and it just works for me. And that's how I keep track of where I am. I make those measurable and trackable goals. To where if there's been something that has distracted me from it, I make sure I go back to it. I always feed, you know, something that I've lacked in a while. So I just make sure I stay on it. You know, I I, I keep, you know, my my goals intact and, and at the forefront mm-hmm. because I know that my success is our uh, other people's success. I'm really making a, a way for others and helping others along the way.
0: Mm, I'm with that. <laughs> I'm really enjoying this. I just really appreciate and not that you represent all men, but just the balanced black male perspective, somebody who's both educated, but also aware, but also appreciative of mental health mm-hmm. and family and faith. And I think that that says a lot because not only are you a unicorn in your field, some would say that you are a unicorn, period. Mm-hmm. And I think that just your representation, I know that there are incredible Black men in the world doing things incredible and amazing every day. I married one. <laughs> but I just think that, you know, for you all to be such a like, a, oh, oh, my goodness, like, I just wish that this was normalized, you know? Right. And I wish that it wasn't one of those, you don't see it every day, but that's why you exist. That's why you do the work that you do to help combat those negative stigmas and myths, even about who we are as a people and especially who black men are. So I'm gonna keep shouting you out. And I'm telling you, I appreciate <laughs> it. Like I, I love it. And it's like, you know, y'all out here. So black men, you see it, you know, black women, you see it. Everybody else, I ain't trying to be funny. You see it like, and I, and I just love that we are in this space to be able to show the world, you know, what what we're made of. And just again, just a shout out to you. Just shout out to you. Thank you We're so much. definitely at a, at a place. Gosh, you're so welcome. Gosh, you're so very welcome. Like, I don't even feel like I can say it enough. So uh-huh. yeah, we're definitely at a point of the conversation though. And that's the point that I just don't be liking sometimes. And I'm like, I could ask you questions all day. I'm just loving to hear you. Even you said self-preservation. So, I'm like, he just said self-preservation. So, like, uh-huh. you better tell the people to put themselves first because, right. uh, you know... The idea that we got to take care of everybody else, but we can't do that if we are wells that have run dry.
1: Mm-hmm. That's so key.
0: Yeah. And I don't think that we value that enough. I mean, actually, I'm just going to go ahead and, and, and just ask to you, mm-hmm. what what advice or thoughts do you have to share with people about putting themselves first? Because again, it's just one of those, when I die, but nah, if you don't do it, you just might.
1: <laughs> yeah. So you, we have to know that, yes, you know, we want to do things for people. We want others to be happy. We want others to reach their ultimate potential. But they can't do that unless we're exhibiting self-care and self-preservation. You know, it's like, you know, when we're on the airplane, they say you have to put your mask on first in order to help somebody mm-hmm. else. It's really that concept uh, personified, you know. So what I, what I think is we have to know that in order for us to successfully help people without us burning out without us having to like internalize all of the the wear and tear and the stress that we're putting out for people we got to put ourselves first and and what that looks like is saying no sometimes you know Mm. having boundaries and by that you know I'll give an example you know, someone that I looked up to as a counselor when I was going through kind of some difficult times in graduate school. I kind of asked them just for, you know, just to talk to me about certain things. And they, they said that they couldn't extend the time to me. <laughs> and I, I found myself mad. I was just like, huh? Like, you're not gonna help me right now, <laughs> you know? But, <laughs> but but I, but I and it took me a while, but I really had to understand that they weren't in the space to actually, you know, give me time to, to help me, you know? And that was such an important lesson because she's a therapist and everything. And Georgia and, you know, the time that she could be spending on me, she could be really spending on someone else who was died here. You know, I was just really going through some stuff like, OK, I'm, I'm just turning in late assignments or something, you know, but there are so many other things that other people are that, you know, there's so much time that she could have devoted to other people. You know, so what I say is really trying to have that boundary. How I explain boundaries is you have your fence and people have their fences keep your stuff in your fence that person needs to keep their you know their their stuff in their fence that other person needs to keep their stuff in their fence and that's just how it works. You know, we all have our, our area, our boundaries and, and other people need to respect, you know, those boundaries and, and we need to respect our own boundaries, you know, because the, keeping those boundaries are gonna have us actually, you know, energized. It's gonna get, get rid of that burnout and we'll be able to manage better and think clearly. It'll decrease the fog, the mental fog that we have at times and we actually have the, time and and, then the space to help others. Self-care. Self-care is very important. We have to really put, uh, set out time in our schedules to care for ourselves, to care for our homes, our families, to to care for ourselves physically. You know, women love nails. Do your nails. Get your hair done, young miss. You know, like men, get your hair cut. Men, stretch, you know, do yoga, go to the doctor, do what you need to do in order to make sure that you're in sync and that you're in tune with yourself. If you're, if you're feeling like you're just at a limit, check in with the therapist, you know, check in with a friend, make sure your support system is there and make sure that you're in line and, and ready for the, the activities of daily living that we all have to, to, to encounter, you know? So it's um, all of that, you know, just making sure that you are at your optimal level so you have the time, space, to pour into other people. Hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm just gonna just, let me just 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 take all that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> just what what do 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 what you do to make you feel good, and mm-hmm. I'm gonna just throw on to this, no matter what anybody else has to say about it. Right. Um, yeah. Grandma, mama, cousin, brother, sister, whomever. And a lot of times people don't understand and even you know some of us like me sometimes I look at somebody that's it's like I don't understand it but it's not for me to understand it's not my thing mm-hmm. so I ain't worried about it but I again I have truly enjoyed this conversation and again I just continue to be so proud of you all that you know you become and all that you will be it's just nothing but promise for you and i'm glad that we are able to share the space and i do hope that one day you'll be able to come back you know in the future and tell us where you are then and you know all the things that you've been up to you know that's if you don't forget about the little people at the rate you're going
1: (laughs) no definitely (laughs) (laughs) not (laughs) still got to keep that that humility and and and, you know i'm definitely appreciative and thank you so much dr lee for the space
0: Yes, yeah, so, so very well. Like you said, just checking in. So just wrapping up though, just I asked every guest and definitely wanted to hear from you. But I'm pretty sure those who are listening would just love to hear your advice on this too, your thoughts. What are the words of wisdom that you like to leave us with?
1: Words of wisdom, wow. So, I mean, i say that first of all, counseling, therapy, it's normal, it's okay. It's something that now more than ever, it's on the rise, especially within our community. You identify with a certain struggle or challenge Get some, get some help, and it's needed. Well-needed help, especially in our community. We are a hurting community. We are traumatized people. So with that, you know, we have to we have to get those, you know, those check ins. We have to get that assurance. And, and it's something that is normal. It's something that's stigmatized. But, you know, if, if you're, you're listening to this and you have those positive people in your life, know that you're, you're going to get support and that you that you have support. Me personally, I get referrals and, and everything to so wherever you are. I can connect you with therapists. So when you get a chance, you know, I'd love to definitely kind of share that information with people
0: absolutely well thank you again thank you thank you so much we're glad to have had you here and for those of you who want to connect just go to the show notes and check out those notes because that's where you'll find the links to connect with Darius and listen he's a powerhouse he's definitely a resource um as you can see he's just a real cool laid-back brother but he knows his stuff and he's definitely here to help so like connect with him show him love for sure and then there's you know just again just keep doing what you're doing and all the ways you're doing and only the ways that you can do it until the next time good bro Brother. Look, Shaw, you fam, I appreciate you.
1: <laughs> Thank you so much. Tati. You have a good one. You too.